0: does not matter who you are, we are all created equal, but how others value us depends on how good you look, and how rich and perverted they are, Hostile Part 2.
1: And welcome back to episode number 16 of the Film Broadcast. Our Eli Ross season continues, Hostel Part 2. With me is
2: Graham, Stu, Stew. Nim. Stuart, what's the update? What's the update on Nim? Nim is still backpacking, apparently, in Slovakia. We haven't heard from him. It goes to the voicemail. But, but he
0: did take out a large amount of cash. So what mm. that's
2: for, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I presume everything's fine. And, uh... He's getting a tattoo at some point. He said he's very keen. So
0: He did say, did I send off that brown package as well? He did message me today yeah. saying, did I send off that brown package? So I'm a little bit concerned about that.
1: Well, there you go. Um, well, hopefully uh, next week sometime we'll, we'll give an update on Nim or, uh, or, or via the Twitter. You, know, you never know. So, before Hostile 2 came Hostile, everyone, you've heard Stu and I's opinion.
0: Graham, Hostile. Yeah, as as it was a running joke when we got together. Uh, just after I tapped out at half hour, i um, I was scared. It made me jump. But there was
1: nothing scary after them for the first. I half don't know hour. what it was.
0: I don't know what it was. I just think it was probably not in the right mindset, and I wasn't watching it as a film. I was yeah. So I kind of tapped out, and I didn't really experience it. So I can't really say too much apart from the fact that even the concept of it scared me shitless, and this I had to watch in daylight.
2: But you watched it, which is the most I, wa- I watched thing.
0: it, but I watched it in daylight. That's fine. With this morning on in the background. There's a plug With there. this morning on in the... There's a, there's a, there's a plug there. So you, you watched... There's a plug. plug I, I had the headphones in. Someone else was watching telly at the time. I would watch it on my iPad. Right. Other Apple products are available. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I was actually on my iPad, um, but I just thought this morning in the background rather girly context to it. <laughs> it was <laughs> like your safety blanket yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it was comfort. I could look up and see yeah, yeah. how he's smiling face.
2: That's fine. What, what would you give the first 20 minutes out of uh, five? Two. Fantastic. Yeah. There you go. Two. That's
0: and was, nice. it, does go Scopeo steal you this morning? He does. He's off at the moment. It's his summer holidays. Him and Holland Willoughby. You know far you too serious? much. Just... You know far too wow. much.
2: It's just fantastic. Hustle to...
0: I'll yeah. then.
2: Yeah. I was, I'm still yeah.
1: amazed at that film. Let's go for yeah, me. The back it. The fact that he's yeah. on holiday.
2: I'm taking it back. Okay. The synopsis. Okay. Hostel 2 obviously carries on from the first film. It starts off with dream sequence from Paxton, who uh, we'll talk about later on what happens to him. But this one involves. Three young women called Beth, Lorna and Whitney, who are all American, who are on a uh, trip to Rome when they come across Axel, who is a uh, very attractive young model, um, who basically encourages them to go to Slovakia, where there's uh, hot, warm springs that they can bathe in. So they detour from Prague to go to Slovakia, where obviously they are tricked into going to the hostel, and then we know what happens from there, and uh, we will explain everything. But it happens, and it ends completely different from the first one, which I'm very excited it sorts to see. does
1: and doesn't.
2: Well, the roles are reversed, aren't they? Which we'll get. Yeah, to. Yeah,
1: but you still get you you still get to the end some kind of finalisation, though.
2: Yeah, but you get that more of sense. an insight into oh, the process of what's actually happening and why they, how they get these people, and uh, there's some other characters who have more of a role mm. in this one, um, as I say. But the film starts off it kind of in the same vein as the other one. This one starts off with someone going through someone's property and burning their clothes, burning their ID, whereas the other one started off with someone obviously who was being tortured and you could see the instruments used to torture and dripping with blood and cleaning the blood away. So for me, it, you, it had that same very familiar mood that it started off It was with.
1: cleaning something away. Any yeah. evidence why? sort almost. yeah, exactly. It yeah. must
2: have been at the uh, the big factory that was in the in the first one. I mean, what was your sense from from when you saw that, Graham? How did that make you feel?
0: I was uh, I was a lot more at ease because I approached it with a different mindset. So from the beginning, I I was it was all right actually. I kind of sat there and I kind of thought oh, I can watch this. I'm like the last one, and and, and you I think, did, and I was very oh, proud yeah. of you. I did. But yeah, it was it was really interesting, and it is. You know, obviously I didn't watch the last one, so the opening sequence didn't mean anything to me, Yeah. because from watching half an hour of a film it's not going to, but it's luckily not too in-depth, and the plot isn't too deep, that you can't keep up and catch up would you, quickly.
2: Would you, would kind of, watch now you've watched all of this one... Would, would I go back you...
0: and revisit a hostel? Yeah. Um, probably.
2: Because for me this one was more graphic and gory, they pushed the limits... It's a the, lot I don't, more for me in this one.
1: They may have done, but it was less scary, and it made me. It was even with that one scene, which we'll come to. Um, I did not feel. You know, I was talking about how uncomfortable I felt about the first hostile watch. Yeah. I didn't get the same feeling with this one.
2: No, there was only one part in this one that made me feel very uncomfortable, and but it, it didn't have that. There wasn't any of it. I felt extremely. I could feel the tension. There but was going like less, sus- yeah. was happen.
1: Less suspense, almost. Yeah, yeah. But um, obviously, watching hostel, it starts obviously out with Paxton, and obviously the first, you know, good five six minutes are, are with obviously the uh, protagonist of the first film. Yeah. What did you think of that?
2: Did you like that? The uh, that. Idea? Yeah, I'd, I hadn't seen it for a long time, um, so it kind of felt all fairly new to me and. Okay. I'd forgotten that it was a dream sequence, the, the, the first part, and I, yeah. I and I think a lot of it was for people to catch up who hadn't seen the first one or had seen it when it came out and they haven't revisited since. In a couple of years it was a catch-up because he, when he was explaining to the, uh, I suppose they were from the police, what was happening, it gave flashbacks of his experience when he went to the first one. So in a way you don't need to watch the first one Because this helped you, kind of, it pushed you along with regards to what he saw. Absolutely. His friends had gone missing. But I'd forgot it was a dream sequence. But I knew what was going to happen still. I knew that at some point, when he was laying in bed and he had the lady and the man there, and the police started to move over closer to the door and lock the door. But obviously, again, something that Paxton can't take very well was the warning signals, which you learned from the first one. We we do. That something was going to go completely wrong. And, uh, Rather than them cut his throat, it was as if the, uh, the policeman said, did he have a tattoo like this? And then obviously he showed him the uh, bloodhound tattoo, so Paxton knew that he was in on it as well. Then he got a scalpel and just ripped it right down his chest. And it was as if he was going to rip his intestines out, wasn't it? And then he woke up.
0: Yeah.
2: So you went from the extreme from... It's blood and gore, so it doesn't...
0: Minute. The blood and gore thing, that's I'm right with that. Yeah. It's the suspense... The way that in a lot of horror films that they use the music and lighting and stuff to create a suspense. You can't, that wasn't a surprise when he did that to me. Yeah. It was was just like, all right, you knew something was going to happen because he's lying in bed, heart rate's going up, and you're kind of going, right, okay then, and then he's just waiting for that one thing to happen. And stabbing someone in the chest and ripping them open with a scalpel isn't particularly scary, no. unless it's happening to you, obviously. And then yeah. probably want to ring Booper. <laughs> <laughs> um, it did
2: remind me of American Werewolf in London sequence. Is that that random? of so the the, the randomness when yeah, when he's laying in bed, yeah, and uh, you don't know if it's reality or no. or what he's going through, and you're waiting for something to happen. But I feel the American Werewolf scene in our first episode we did had a lot more suspense, and it made you jump it did and uh it kind of freaked you out a lot but this you were just waiting for it to happen weren't you
1: yeah i mean they started asking him about obviously they started asking paxton about the person he killed yeah they found a dead person at the station which is obviously how it ends what i would like to know that i liked the idea that it almost the film almost began from the second almost or yes. within half an hour maybe yeah. of the film many they found him on a train not feeling very well clearly. And obviously, a got in the hospital. But yeah, I, I like that. I like the scene. I thought it was all right. But you, you knew it was coming
2: a mile off. Yeah. And obviously, Paxton wakes up. And then he's, he's in America. Is he in America, would you say? or He's with his girlfriend. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where. It doesn't because really they're... make it clear where that is. No, because, like... yeah, I don't know where he is. Did believed... he have a girlfriend in the first one, though? This is the other thing. But nothing was mentioned, was it really? I
0: mean, it was. It was acting in. like a single. But well, she, yeah. But he says she says in when the line of bed, I took I took you back. Yeah. So obviously it would imply that maybe maybe it wasn't the character that was in the first I mean, one. But, no, you're right. But maybe, you know maybe he went away and then when he came back, then you know she she went oh I'll, you know I'll take you back. You know you went yeah. away. You, you did whatever you needed to. Do. Now you've come back. You got a few issues and problems that are obviously brought on from the first one. So that's why she's turned around and saying, I'll, I'll, I'll take you back. Yeah. But he won't go and see anyone to sort out no. his...
2: Yeah, because he wakes up from the dream sequence and he's obviously freaked out that he can't go to the authorities because they'll find out where he is. And the fact that his, uh, they, Josh's parents believe that Josh is still travelling. He hasn't actually told them what no. happened to Josh, have they? No, they haven't. Because that's what he says, and she says, you've got to tell someone. And he believes he's got, obviously, a safe place to stay at his girlfriend's man's address. But then finds out his this girlfriend's sister knows where they are. And then he starts freaking out and storms out of the bedroom, doesn't he? Yes. And he goes downstairs. He wakes up the next day. Um, or she wakes up and he's not there. And, again, the signs are there that someone's pruning a tree with a chainsaw. Which... Doesn't need to be pruned, and you don't, you certainly <laughs> wouldn't use a chainsaw to prune a tree. And uh, I knew something was going to happen, and I couldn't actually remember what was going to happen, which was really enjoyable to watch it again. But you, she goes downstairs because she can't hear him at all, and there's just his body there. With his head cut
0: off, isn't it? Yeah, with the cat licking at his... Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I, th- I thought that... I did have a chuckle to myself. I'm, yeah. I, I'm not Not going to lie. Body's sitting there in front of a... You In front of something to eat. And that's a bottle of cereal. Yeah, a bit hungry in the middle of the night. I'm going to get something to eat.
2: Yeah.
0: And the cat's licking. You're quite a diary. You're nice,
2: yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah it is nice. And then the motorbike goes off, which obviously is the person responsible, or it could be the person who's trimming out the tree with a chainsaw who's responsible, um, with Paxton's head... And then goes and meets a guy who we know now as Sasha, who's in charge of the elite hunting club, isn't he? Yeah, he's the 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 guy with grey hair. Yeah, Yeah, and Paxton's delivered to him, or his head is delivered to him in a box. And he's sitting there having a coffee with the two bloodhounds, which is a symbol for the elite hunting club. So immediately it opens up other doors with regards to the people behind the hunting club and how powerful they are, then they can get you wherever you are.
1: No, absolutely. But but the fact that, obviously, the protagonist is dead from the first film, had his head chopped off, does that take anything away from the first film for you, Stu? And uh, is it is it really needed, in your opinion? Um, I, I, I would have wondered what happened to Paxton. Because I thought it wasn't really needed. However... I think it would have made the scene where you see his head later a lot more oh my god and I think that would have been a lot more effective Yeah. without this beginning. Bear in mind it's a good six, seven, I don't know how long. I mean I felt it was good, didn't really need it. No, they, if they left the head bit in.
2: Yeah, they could have got away with not doing it but it puts closure to it, it in, does. A, in a way that why didn't Paxton go to the authorities? True. Why something could have been done about this and all those other kind of tangents that you could have gone on to stop this from going on. But again, it opens a door for how powerful these people are. They, they can find you wherever you are, even if you think you're in a safe place, that they can find you. So there was different reasons why okay, so, it so, was done. But I agree,
1: it, it could have avoided it. But but it, t- it says a lot in a very short space of time about these people. Yeah. And it's implying a lot.
2: Yeah, and the first film did that. I think they said a lot in the space of just over an hour and a half. They, fit, they put so they much do. into this film and even this film it's at 48 minutes that the torture actually starts and then the countdown to where it ends uh, but they do fit a hell of a lot in into a short space of time because they don't give you too many questions they just constantly give you answers all the time they do
1: but I'm throwing it out there now I'm not saying I, I particularly agree with it you, you take that the beginning sequence out and then you, when you get introduced to the characters and so on and with the torture scenes is it and I'm, this is not my opinion, but is it a copy and paste of Hostel
2: 1, just with different characters, and a few things changed? Um, I don't know. I, I thought that, because you're introduced to the three main characters in Rome. You've got Beth, who's the very strong one. You've got Lorna, who's unfortunate in her looks. She's very naive, she's boring, and obviously they mention her sexuality which she's a virgin. So you've got kind of Josh there, haven't you? Yes. You could have... Beth being Paxton, the sensible, stronger character, and Whitney could be um, Ollie, couldn't he? Yeah, our friend from Iceland. Yeah, because she's she's a party girl. So she is. But it it wouldn't have worked if if you've had three strong characters, or if you had three no, weak characters, it wouldn't have done. So it is a bit tropey, but I feel you need the balance of the leader someone who's very vulnerable but I never related to these characters at all I don't know if it's because they were females I don't know about you Graham but I I know you didn't watch the first one but I couldn't relate to them as in the fact that I cared when something happened about to them
0: I wouldn't say I, I you know later, obviously later on I, I didn't care um, I thought I thought the whole context of inter- introducing them was a little bit weird um, but you know each of their own it was more of a it kind of reminded me a bit of Taken in a way. Um, you know, they're off exploring Europe. Yeah. American girls off exploring Europe. You know, something's gonna go wrong. You've got three single American girls in Europe. Something's gonna go wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say I, you know I didn't like warm to them or it didn't really. I, I didn't really engage with them, and I wasn't thinking. With some characters in some movies, you kind of think when they're not on screen about that particular character and how they may relate to that scene. And these three, it was kind of like, do you know what? I was more interested in the um, one that was being painted.
2: Yeah. Or what do you think? Did you do, what, are they Graham's a perv. Well, I know Graham's a perv. I don't need oh. to. We don't need to discuss that. But what did you think about? Um...
1: No, I think I agree with you. You couldn't relate to them, and it's not because I'm a bloke and they're and they're females. Because um, looking at another horror film, a slightly different Alien, I think we could all quite, quite happily say. All of us can relate, particularly this is, you know, to Sigourney Weaver, and we obviously feel for her throughout the film. It is a surprise that she ended up being the main character. Um, so Sarah Connor obviously being, being, being another strong female character. So I think I think forget obviously the fact that we're we're a bunch of blokes we can't relate to, to these females. I think I think you are you're right, Stuart. I didn't really care about them as much. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I think Lorna, the, she was the, um, the geeky one of the lot. Yes, yeah, she was, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, later on, we we'll when, when she got into trouble and stuff. I didn't really feel that as sorry for her, perhaps, as I should have
2: done, maybe. No, I found that straight away when I first watched it. But um, I think it's because she's such a weak character. That more than, You that can't she, relate to her. and At least Paxton was strong. Yeah, Paxton was strong, was Josh. Stupid. Yeah, Josh was a weak character, but you knew more about him, and he—he he, you could relate to him. And I don't know whether it's just down to him being a bloke and what he's looking for, and his other mates taking the piss out of him. But she annoyed me more than anything else because she was so weak. All she wanted to do was go home.
1: Yeah, and there, in the short time she was on screen, there wasn't even any kind. of of a character arc because had she actually shown a bit more strength etc yeah. before obviously b- b- being captured I-, I think you would have actually rooted for her a lot more and she was the, you said she was weak pretty much all the way through I mean had she had a scene where she stood up for herself suddenly you would think oh yeah maybe that's good but you never really had that there was no character arc she didn't really progress throughout the whole film um, throughout the whole film until until obviously she met her untimely end I think that
0: when they obviously are on the way to to go and get the train and off they go to Prague. Um, when, they, when they're when having, um, Beth and Whitney are having a conversation about, you know, the oh, Four Seasons and getting, you know, a nice posh hotel and that type of stuff, and then she says, oh, you know, someone else to come with us. It's kind of like, oh, right, you want a character to appear then, but there was kind of like nothing. It was more like an implied, oh, well, they don't really care about her, so it kind of made the audience almost not really care about her either. Ah, yeah, so it's, yeah you're right. It was kind of like a, oh, well, it's, you know, they're meant to be the main characters yeah. in that from the start and then it comes up and says, well, they don't care about her, they don't want her there, they think she's a pain in the arse, so, well, how, like how, how, that, sweet, yeah, how does that introduce her to, yeah. to the audience? It introduces her as if, oh, right, like, well, she's going to appear in a minute, but she's worthless, she's a wimp, yeah. instead of going, right, this century and then you make that through her actions on screen, you then make that assumption for yourself. They've already made it for you, so that kind of takes the thinking out of it. I think. Yeah, I think that's so spot on. To be honest, I didn't really think about it from that point. of view? That's brilliant.
2: Yeah.
0: clearly you <laughs> did watch it. You did. He <laughs> <it? laughs>
2: <You laughs> a genius.
1: He should do. A I pod, know. You
0: should do a, you podcast. do a podcast. Yeah, you should do. In
1: other news, equals
2: MC squared <laughs> Exactly. So. But yeah, they um, they're obviously in Rome. They're drawing um, this male model, and. Uh, he is nude but that's nothing to do with it and then they draw a female model who comes on who comes into the film her name is Axel and as soon as you're introduced to her um, obviously in a speaking role rather than standing there naked you instantly know something's wrong and for me I found when I was watching this this sequence and when they go onto the train which we'll talk about in a second because I couldn't really remember what happened for me everyone was like a suspect, and I was waiting for Absolutely. something to happen to everyone they bumped into. And uh, I quite enjoyed that. I thought that was for me, it was quite enjoyable that something's going to happen, they're in on it, they're in on it. When they weren't, they were just it, and it kind of led you down quite a few kind of dead ends, didn't it? In yeah, regards did. to the suspense, and that was the only bit in the film that had any kind of suspense in yeah. Because I was surprised that some of the characters.
1: Uh, one one in particular ended up being captured and wasn't wasn't part of it. We'll get into it as well later. Yeah, our, our Russian friend. But you weren't. You only would have had that had you seen the first film. Yeah. So in, obviously, for, for, from your point of view, not 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 what, completely watching the first film. Um, how, how did how did you how did you feel about all these different characters? Did you sus- did, were you suspicious? Of I, any did,
0: of I didn't. Apart from obviously the rather attractive female model. though I wasn't suspicious about at the beginning. Wasn't suspicious about anyone but her. There wasn't anyone or the people everyone sh- they bump into and stuff uh, while well, they obviously before but we haven't got to the train yet but before you know you get to the train yeah. apart from her you kind of thought well because she was quite a strong character straight off whether that be her uh, the way that she portrayed herself on screen and stuff and then to ask for the picture how much do you want for it all that type of stuff and you kind of go right well she's going to be pivotal in whatever happens here so like right, she's the main one nobody else really gave me that and feeling until yeah she was the quite the
2: axe was quite in your face very kind of yeah. blatant that i'm going to be in this yeah and
0: i think stronger than the character. other three and what would be the three main characters the ones that you know obviously setting up to die pretty much yeah. and hold on a minute well she's coming in and eclipsing them all with yeah. what she's doing well and it's more of a case of trying to wait i found myself throughout the whole film to find out what, happened, what was happening to her rather than what's happening to yeah. um, the other three because it just seemed that she was ooh, suddenly taking my attention away. Yeah, so well they pointed think. out, for me they pointed out
2: Beth as the strongest character and the main character just by giving her a bit of a character arc because you get a stand at the Four Seasons Hotel where they said that she could afford to stay there. Yeah. Then a bit later on during the uh, like the festival yes that again you learned that her her parents died I think her mum died or her dad died and she's been left yeah, mum died with such an amount of money that she could afford to buy Slovakia and money is never a problem to her no but she doesn't show off as well which, which no she doesn't show off but that's the history You even though it's very brief but it does play into it later on but you still get a bit of history from her but with Whitney and from Lorna you get no background whatsoever no
1: they're very one dimensional
2: yeah so whereas the others um, were Paxton Ollie and Josh just through their their kind of like, the banter they had and the, the piss take and talking about their, their past you got to know them and you got to know their history of what they're like and stuff like that which made a difference which made you care about them but you were more focused on Axel for what she's doing and, and um, Beth because she was the strongest character out of all of them, because you had history behind her. The other two, you were just waiting for them to die at some point and how they are going to die, and you didn't care when they did die, because from seeing Axel, she wants to buy Beth's picture, Beth just gives it to her. Then, as uh, Graham said, then they talk about going on a train journey to Prague, they're on the train, and they bump into Axel again, don't they, and she's there. Yeah. And she said, speaking to you, made me want to travel and be free. So they join them. And whilst they're on the train, you see Whitney's character come out a bit where she just wants to pull blokes. And she's kind of mildly attractive. And she pulls this bloke. And then they go back and she wants to score some drugs from him, doesn't she? And that's the first part of that I thought, are these people in this carriage set up Uh, to encourage their journey to make sure where they go? If Axel doesn't succeed, is this geezer there to do it as a backup, and is there someone else there as well? Yeah, it came, that's what I kept thinking. It came a little
0: bit suspicious when obviously they went when they got on the train and saw her, and then scoring whatever they possibly can, and then they go, oh, "I'll come back to my like carriage and I'll look for it and stuff for mm. you." And then the first thing you see when you go when they go up to the room is just a knife prodding in a bikini photo. Yeah, and it's like, hold on a minute. And that was probably the first bit of suspense for me. As in, oh, what's going to... Not as in, oh, I'm scared. Yeah. Shit myself. Uh, more of a... Uh, for, for,
1: for the record, Graham then moved his bum off the cheek as if he was farting. Yeah. Um, just, just so we know what he did that. Yeah,
0: it was, it was more of a, more of a, oh, something's going to happen here. What's going to happen? Uh, and, you know, how how are those characters in that particular sequence going to interact um, with the other two? And again, obviously, the, the Lorna, they left there behind and just left her in, yeah, she's in got a carriage a journal on her own and, with, and, yeah. with, her, with her journal and her classical music playing on her eyeball. Yeah. But when they're walking yeah. out,
2: which is quite interesting, they bump shoulders with some trampy-looking guy with yeah. long hair. And again, if you wanted to see someone who's a dodgy character, this guy's is textbook, isn't he? <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He's got huge, goggly eyes. And
0: um, just a grey beard, just looks like, yeah, yeah, looks so like a Yeah, so they bump to
2: him on their way to try and score the drugs, and he just stands there and stares into Lorna's... Um, train carriage or the room that she's sitting in then it cuts away and again you see Beth's strong character in the fact that when these guys don't score any or when they don't score drugs from the guys that they want something else she's called to see you next Tuesday isn't she mm, yeah And uh, which she gets quite upset with yeah for those who don't know it's a female front bottom and uh, then uh, <laughs> which it is we don't like to say the C word on lady go. yeah and uh so then, you know, you get to learn that she doesn't like that particular word being called there, which is understandable. So they go back, and um, Lorna's on the floor, weak as you want, crying that someone stole her iPod, isn't it?
0: But it was quite interesting though that obviously when he's standing, there, he's looking through the gap in uh, and and then the gap gets wider. Is obviously or the train carriage? Yeah, yeah, the, the train, train ca- the door. Component. Yeah, the door. For yeah, the, yeah. I, I don't travel on trains very much. No, I don't know the cool. Like yeah, yeah the, call. the little. Yeah, the the individual part. The, the, the carriage, but he's sliding the door open and it's obviously open about six inches, he's looking in yeah. and then he opens it a bit wider obviously where she's got her phones in she's not paying any attention, she's on her journal and everything goes black when they go through the tunnel and you kind of think to yourself what's going to happen and that's what the, my, th- that, again, that, that was, you know, the first bit where I kind of thought I'm going to be jumpy here yeah. because something's going to happen and for me it was an anti-climax.
2: Yeah, I thought, because again, I couldn't really remember what happened, I thought she was going to die or should be injured in some way. And uh, when it came back, obviously these all lead on to the process of getting them to Slovakia, isn't it? Yes. That she's lost her iPad and her personality. Did she ever have one? I don't think she, I don't know. <laughs> she mentioned it, but she's lost that. So they they're going to go and look for it. Then Axel turns up and said, oh, someone dropped this, this yours. So she kind of, she cons them into their friendship then ask them where they're going and they start crack opening a bottle of vodka and uh, they want to go to Prague she says when you go to Slovakia you'll get left alone there, the blokes won't hassle you there's those warm hot springs that you can bathe in and that instantly gets uh, Lorna all enthusiastic in something for the first time on the trip, who's homesick and they decide to go there, don't they so really the trap's been set that they are going to Slovakia so that's what they do, and as soon as they do that, very much like the first one, as soon as the three guys arrive in Slovakia, for want of a better word, they're fucked, aren't they?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever anyone changes their plans in a film, you know that they're pretty much going to be. Especially when they're trying to go, Do you know somewhere nice to stay? Yeah. And you, you're going, oh, This is kind of predictable. And then it, then it cuts to the scene of the, the hostel sign and the camera panning down to them walking yeah. through the front door. Yeah.
2: But then it's great because. They go to Slovakia, and the very first scene you get is Jedi standing behind the desk. He checks them in, isn't it? The creepy... He's the creepiest... creepiest of the Yeah, the assistant producer of the film. They obviously gave him a a bigger speaking role. Yeah, because from the first one, obviously you didn't see it, but they've got the whole car, the whole crew, Mm. played some kind of role in the film. And this guy, and some of them couldn't even speak English, and... This guy, Jedi, is a assistant producer. He plays a receptionist, a creepy guy who scans the passports in. And he's really, really good and has got no acting ability whatsoever, but he just looks really freaky and creepy. He does
0: look a little bit, yeah. He yeah. does look like a toucher.
2: I probably think he is. But yeah, he goes and books them in. And this was good because I, it wasn't exactly the same as last time. He books them in to the hotel. Again, they hand their passports over, which is...
0: Wrong. Have you ever been travelling? Is that what they do? Uh, I, I have n- I've i never been travelling. The i I've never been is Tenerife. Right, yeah. So, uh, as far as I'm aware, you don't give crime pa- crime production advice, don't give, a, don't give your uh, passports to anyone, I guess. What's um, right. no, your I mean, advice for someone that's never been travelling? Yeah.
1: Yeah, don't I give mean, your passports good. to anyone. I'm, not, I'm glad about that because at the end of the day, that's common sense. All three of us agree yeah. on that one thing. Why would you do that? We're told by people, I'm sure you see
2: it on public service announcements almost, you don't. You keep your passport with you. You know where yeah. it is at all times. But they all give their passports up. Um, and then Jedi takes them downstairs once they've gone. And he scans them in. To a and, secret office. Yeah. To seemingly. A, to a secret office, yeah. And then they're sent off. Which is what I really enjoyed. Because you never got to kind of know about this. And it wasn't even mentioned. That then different people, mainly business people, start bidding on the pictures. Yeah. And these are all people that quite clearly,
1: in a very few scenes, you know... But by the way the scene's been shot they're money yeah.
2: essentially they're yeah. big, they're, they mean big money Exactly cool. and you get people f- one of them's horse riding at the Grand Canyon one of them's at a business meeting one of them's feeding his child That's, that, that's the mo- that one was the most messed up one for me he's feeding his child yeah. and he's getting
1: an email or, or, te- or who I'm yeah. going to kill today or oh, torture that, uh, that, just, that just I messed really enjoyed
2: up. that one was an old guy on the beach sitting next to his girlfriend on a deck chair Yeah. and essentially bidding because they want to murder that person because they like the look of them. And, uh, I thought that was really, really good insight into how they choose that person. Because we asked that last time, didn't we? We did for the first hostel. How do you think they do it? And I think we, we said they probably look at their passports and yes. send the pictures off. But and then you're first introduced to Todd, who's obviously bidding. He's on the golf course and he bids for Whitney. Um, and he's successful, and Todd is you well, describe him as a middle-aged guy who's pretty well built and he's pretty charged up,
1: isn't he? He's definitely the more confident out of the two of our... Yeah. See, uh, uh, that's he quite goes. interesting
0: because he's quite a strong character. I'll, I'll come on say that later on, but he's, he's quite a strong character. So you kind of think to yourself that more, what's he going to do? And obviously, you've yeah. kind of got the point of then, right, that what they're bidding for. It's a bit like when you watch like, Taken and they're bidding for, for the girls on that. You know exactly what's going to happen without it even... Telling you what's going to happen, so you kind of, or you've already made, you already know what's going to happen, so you're fine with that. Yeah, and you're just going right. But it's it's amazing how, you know, he was obviously playing golf and all all that type of stuff, and the way he was just telling everyone else to wait for him while he was doing what he was doing on the old phone and stuff. But it was just his reaction was phenomenal when he got it. Yeah, it was just like it was like he won the lottery.
2: Yeah, he was. He was, up he up was up. like,
0: he was like, ah, uh, he was like, yeah, pop yeah. up, He was yeah. like, he, win, oh, like, yeah,
2: he wins the bid, then just gets his driver out and smacks
0: the golf ball,
2: doesn't he? Yeah, and, uh, he's. You know, up it's up. probably
0: a rubbish shot as well.
2: Well, basically. yeah, he probably
0: topped it. I think it was. You are the golf expert there.
2: here, and three of us, though. So. Well, I could have a handicap of twenty-eight and be a golf expert out of three of yeah. us. So, um, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you see his Todd's mate Stuart as well very briefly, but, um Stuart's his weaker friend, who's obviously under the cosh, who's going to go out to Slovakia with him um, as like a joint venture. And I think it's Todd's more confident in what he's doing and what he wants to do. She, and and
1: will we find out as well.
2: Yeah, and Stuart is is uh, not really got any clue, has he? And he's very kind of gives into peer pressure. Um, but whilst the girls are walking around, it does flick back and forth. This film. That they're walking and they meet the bubble gun gang again, and it's exactly the same kids.
0: Yeah, but this was kids shot two room.
1: years on as well, wasn't it? I think in in yeah, this yeah, no, not the film was set two years on, but this the
2: the film was shot two years. Yeah, it was a yeah. uh, two thousand and seven. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They look the same. Yeah, the kids look exactly the same. Yeah, and uh, I quite enjoyed that. And the, but they didn't really kind of show any violence at all they? It was just a case of they're there. This is the bubble gun gang. And they kind of set them up for later on, don't they? Yes. And then it flicks on the private jet arrives, which, I again, it's more background. The private jet arrives, Todd get off, Stuart get off, they get into a limo, and everything's done. It's very official, isn't it? It's very calculated that these guys are coming over there to kill people. It's not like a commercial flight that they're no. getting over to Slovakia. It's all...
1: It's, yeah, because they're obviously, something like this, I'd imagine... They're, they're, they're paying top dollar and, and let me say these two people I think for me for, for all the characters in the film are the two most interesting characters yeah and not that I like any of them in particular but it, turned, but it turned to making the film interesting even more so for me than Beth these two really really help move, move, move the
2: film along
0: yeah uh, I, I think I, the change in their
2: characters is brilliant. I think
0: that, yeah, the dynamic between the two especially Absolutely. is you can definitely see which one is the strong jock type bloke yeah. And then who, you know, Stuart, who's a more family orientated, he's not sure, but he's going along with it because of all the stuff that he gets told, you know, it'll make you more powerful. When you look at someone, yeah. you know, you automatically know that they've done it and they're capable of doing it. The speech he gives and goes, you know, that's what yeah. you want. And almost brainwashing him into continuing to do it. Oh yeah. Paper, yeah and sure. you can see, you can see that with a tattoo when they get their tattoos, um, you know, Stuart's like, oh, didn't didn't know this was this was part of it. Oh no, no, it's not for me. It's yeah. like, well, hold on, mate. it's you haven't got a choice, and that's you know that's where you can first yeah. again see the the actual physical action of him doing something because of the pressure of other people and what people think of him. Because he's so obviously so browbeating at home. Before they get on the plane, you see them go to um, when he gets a phone call. Uh, how's he how's he gonna get out of what his wife and kids and his you know, the bus turns up and the kids go off to school and his wife disappears, obviously goes off to work, and he's there just tidying up the, the breakfast things. kind I think how, you know, he might be a bit browbeaten when he gets home, and then now he's given power but doesn't quite know what to yeah, do with I mean, it, how, how to conduct himself.
2: Yeah, I kind of, this experience of going over to Slovakia is the equivalent of someone going to Lourdes, isn't it? He's seeing this as a being reborn again, isn't he? Todd is very much so looking at it like this, yeah. And he thinks that through this experience it will make Stu a better guy and a lot stronger, that people are gonna respect him more. I mean they get there, they get their pages given to them and told them to keep their pages on all the time wherever they go, and that they'll be called once their what's a victim has been drugged and Yes and as opposed to going to a
1: restaurant where well, well, that normal people do and when you when your table's ready. Yeah. To be honest though even in 2000, what 2007,
2: quite big, these pages. Well,
1: they're they are massive. still the
2: same, though, now. They are? Yeah, I mean, I went down to a restaurant uh, yeah. about a month ago, and I was given these pages, and they were virtually still,
0: the same yeah, size. Yeah, they're still pretty big, aren't they? It's like yeah. a good size of an old-school mobile yeah, phone. Yeah, they really vibrate it's a lot. So you don't
1: nick them, I imagine, from restaurants, rather than obviously this, but...
2: I don't know, really. I don't know why you'd nick a restaurant page, yeah. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. Do you always
0: need to know when your table's ready? Well, yeah. do you eat that much, James, that they always give you a well, table? No, I'm not that fat. I'm That's not no any really fat, is it? Why, said, why is
1: my diet going you, you, you said it,
0: oh, mate, and I'll knock them out the park. Yeah, it's fine, right? <laughs> moving <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. <laughs> Before she uh, gets in between us,
2: <laughs> and they go to this harvest festival, don't they? It's a kind of, like, town festival. Yes. And it reminded me a hell of a lot of... Have you seen The Howling? I have not. Yeah, it's a werewolf film. It's a... A really old film it's probably late 80s I'd say and it's set in uh, probably I think it might be set in Prague or somewhere like that and they have a, a town fair there and people are dressed up as wolves or those big oxen with axes and these scary clown faces and this was exactly the same it, it's not the kind of fair that I'd want to go to and feel comfortable I mean you've got that big ball with an axe yes. just swinging it yeah, around just, just just Waving, yeah, and, and it is so really freaked happen. you out. yeah, absolutely. And everything there was pretty messed up, wasn't it? To be honest, and I thought it was interesting. You had the girls there who were drinking, trying to have a good time, even Lorna was getting pissed up on non alcoholic cider. Or well, so she thought. So she thought, and at the other side of the, um, the fair was Todd and Stew, weren't they? Which yes, really? who, is, who are watching these people. Who are watching them, which is really sick when you think about it, isn't okay. it? Okay,
1: now this brings you back to Hostel 1, though. Back to our um, back the Dutch businessman. Yeah. At what point, then, do you think the Dutch businessman knew that Josh was going
2: to... I think it was Josh, wasn't
1: it? That Josh was going to be his
2: victim. Well, well, the Dutch businessman knew before he even got on the train. Do so you think he did? Well, it would appear so, because... yes. Well, these I agree guys with you. flew from America, and they actually have to bid, don't they? Once they go out there, they know who they're getting. But he went out there before they got to Slovakia
1: because he was met with on the train. That's what I'm saying. At what point? Or did he choose him? I don't know. But it's
2: these the are the questions. questions. But these, yeah, but these—that's uh, very true, actually. Yeah, because they didn't have the passport pictures, did they? No. So uh, yeah, it's a good point actually. I'm, not, I'm just wondering, maybe he requested Josh. I don't know, but I mean, uh, um, they could bid. Maybe because yeah, I didn't really go into detail then so they could probably get away with it, couldn't they? Yeah, because
1: yeah, because then he met him in hostel one, and you met him at the bar.
2: Yeah. And then did, did he know then? Because they'd already been to the hostel, hadn't they? He may have known then because he would have given his passport and yeah. then. But yeah, maybe because they didn't explain the bidding process of how people killed someone else. No. That they didn't have to explain it, did they? they, they there was just... no need to in Hostel 1. No, no. no but,
1: but because we know now, it's just, it's just interesting. to. what I, I was yeah. wondering at what point this Dutch businessman who they meet on the train.
2: Yeah. They oh. yeah. we obviously went over there to kill someone and you maybe he was just sitting there waiting, but there wasn't the pager process or the, uh, the meeting that they had with the people and the contracts no, and that the tattoos the and things like that. So, um, yeah. But this Harvest Festival, obviously they're walking around and... Whitney's getting quite into it isn't she and Beth still she's very sensible isn't she she won't get pissed up no she'll drink but not in excess yeah and she's always looking after Lorna and um, Whitney as well she's always in control and Lorna again you explained or you are told from Whitney about how much money she's got and that she could buy Slovakia if she wanted and money's not an issue again they point that out with history to her and no one else which gives you a clue that that may come into it later on or she's going to be the only one who survives this. Uh, and Lorna says she meets this guy who looks like meatloaf, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. It's hardly appealing, but beggars can't be choosers. And she's warned not to go off on a boat with him. And he knew that. The minute she
0: got... Because it's a horror yeah, film, yeah, as soon as it yeah. says, don't do it, It's you a know a
2: trope you almost. It. But it is, yeah. Yeah, as you say, don't do it, but they go and do it. Um, and uh, the next thing you see... Well, before that, that's when Stuart comes over, isn't it? And Todd's waiting the other side as if, like... What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? This isn't part of it. You're being an idiot again. And he walks over and he meets Beth. And again, he he's always putting himself down. He says, I'm, you're talking to an ugly guy like me when there's loads of young guys who'd want to be with you. And, and again, he just puts himself down. And he doesn't give anything away. The only thing he slips is... She says, goodnight, Beth. She says, well, I didn't tell you my name. He says, well, you, I overheard your friends saying it. That, yeah,
1: I like that bit. Because yeah. you
2: were like, oh, Yeah, he gets away. But she's always, I don't know if it's just her, but she's always looking at people as if... Suspicious of them? Yeah, or? what's wrong with you, yeah. As if something's happened. And she's looking, at, she, rightly so, we find later on, that. she's looking at Stu like that, that you're a bit of a weirdo, and turns out she really is she was right, right. She was right. She's, yeah she doesn't know just how spot on she is no and then Lorna's on a boat and goes down the river and, and you know it, she's screwed you know yeah exactly you know she's had it and, and that, because I, I hadn't invested in her character that it didn't bother me whatsoever to be no, honest I, I mean, was quite I was pleased that someone was going to die <laughs> and, and it was a bonus oh, that it was oh, her oh, oh, or, oh, did oh, you oh, feel oh, like that oh, or not really in a way I think you're right
0: you, it didn't, didn't really mean a lot, just because she went off like a scene out of Bat Out of Hell. It was yeah. just like, I, was, I really did anticipate a red Hanky to come out of that bloke's um, jacket <laughs> and for him to person in a song. I was <laughs> like, and that's, that's how interested I was at that point. I was like, really? You know, I just I just wanted like a motorbike. A musical. Yeah, yeah, a motorbike just to come over and yeah, yeah. just be, literally better help. Bat Out of Hell. Um, but yeah, you, you, you knew that something was going to happen, but... They kind
2: of was, tried to yeah. play it out when the, the boat moored up and he got that big iron stake I think they just out. dragged it. Yeah, yeah. and you kind of thought, oh, she's going to get it. But he changed the boat up and then he just kind of tells her to close her eyes and they put a sack over her head and chuck her in the river and knock her Which out. Which was a
1: bit pointless, the river bit. I don't know why. What...
2: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just to humiliate her more. I really don't know. Yeah. But then she's at it. and For me, I was quite happy because... Because you're, you're sick or...? Oh, she was a waste of
0: space. No, oh, you you, you yeah.
2: guys are harsh. She was a waste of space. She didn't add anything no, to the she, film. No, you're right. And okay, with her it gone, it didn't take anything away from it either. So it was a case of, this film's going to get going now, and I know it's going to be a lot gorier than it is. How's she going to die? Are they going to go through the same situations as last time, sitting down in the chair, or, or are they going to do something different? And for me, it was good, because you got to see a lot more more of an insight and more of an original idea. So uh the, the next I think the next thing you see is where uh Beth's not Beth, um she's upside down, isn't she? Yeah. Do they go straight to that?
1: I can't I can't
0: remember.
1: No, I thought they go home, when he goes home, trust yes. sleep with the uh with the guy with the uh Victor Crumb from uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> I nice. did, I did,
0: I did notice <laughs> that. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I did yeah. notice that.
2: Stu didn't know.
0: Why? I've, was, I've was, never was seen actually. Harry Potter. Oh.
2: I don't like those kind of films. It's on the list, it's on the list now, Graham. No. I, I don't like films with wizards and where kids kick the ass of adults. What about Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings is just a much better film on, on the whole okay, for, that's right, then. than Harry Potter. It's like Short House Indiana Jones where he fights adults. It's, it's brilliant. It's bollocks. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. If a two foot 12 year old kid done a roundhouse on me I'd laugh it just wouldn't mean anything it's just not realistic it's absolute nonsense and Harry Potter with wizards and you're trying not you're
1: trying not to swear you're you're, you're getting angry I
2: I, I, I get man of steel moment here about this and I just don't like it if you want to review the film
1: no I don't I don't there's about how many seven or eight seven of them or something I don't think we could. I don't think we could still. I, I wouldn't want
2: to do it just because... I fear for your mental shit. health. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. But
1: moving on here, Victor Crumb, obviously, yeah, he's tre- he tries to get with Whitney. Beth, once again, plays a uh, sensible friend and says, no, Whitney, you come in you come in a bed with me. Not literally, obviously.
0: Yeah, uh, and, a bit and of a shame. Go. That would have intru- made the film more interesting for me.
2: Yeah, because Beth takes Whitney um, back to the hotel and when they're walking back to get in their room after she told Gumbledore, where his name is, <laughs> Gumbledore. I don't know. Is that Victor a, Crumb from... Uh, is I it a Gumbledore or a... They're it?
1: Dumbledore. I Dumbledore. just made that name up He's the
2: headmaster. <laughs> right. Gumbledore. <laughs> I've never seen Gumbledore. Harry Twotter. I don't know. So, um, yeah, so Beth takes Whitney back to the uh, hotel and then you see, again, alarm bells ringing that the two guys dressed in black clearing out the couple's bedroom <laughs> yes. who was there the day before in each other all happy and they're putting everything as the bin liners aren't they absolutely so again if you ever need a warning that something's a bit tits up this is another sign that Paxton obviously would have ignored and Beth and Whitney chose, ignore too. Yeah, chose to ignore it should we call it doing a Paxton yeah from now on <laughs> these kind of moments will be doing a Paxton um so yeah so then you've got uh I mean where it's Laura must have been after then when she was killed because uh it was after that. It was after because we do. We we basically see the room, this
1: room getting getting ready. We see our long haired, um Longhaired from hair Liverpool friend. <laughs> <laughs> of long- what sorry? Lover from Liverpool. Lover from Liverpool. Okay. okay. don't worry, It's a joke. Just I don't get that. it. That, over that one. Okay. We we see our our, our long haired friend, and uh, cleaning up cl- cleaning this, this particular room with the bath, don't we? And yeah. he's
2: slowly lighting all the candles. But you've also got the bit before that, the Harvest Festival, where you've got the young kid who's like a Jim Carrey lookalike, who walks oh, up to Beth course. and just smiles. And, uh tries to chat her up. Yeah, says, yeah, he kind of says, do you want to dance? Um, and she goes, no, no, I'm all right. I'm yeah, okay. She... So he just walks away. Said, I could have saved you. you. Yeah, I can save you. Yeah. yeah, and then you kind of, she just looks a bit puzzled, doesn't she? Then but... Jedi's there. He's like, was he bothering you? She goes, no, no, he wasn't bothering me. And he goes, yeah, he won't bother you again. I know, I know so, with this
0: nice accent, there, Stuart. Very good, it was good, good, wasn't so it? Was it was a good, count yeah. from Sesame Street. was like I was right there. Yeah, no, it was. Or we
2: need
1: to is the glasses and the stupid air yeah. he Yes,
2: exactly. The, Even though there's no visuals on a podcast. No, but. there isn't. Imagine it. But yeah, so then you, again, you kind of think <laughs> something's not right here. <laughs> but these people obviously don't take any hints. So, but we know. obviously we did. You were you surprised when you saw
1: that bloke again later on, or not? Um, Cause it, I never even really thought about it a second time until like, we bumped. I thought into it was a quite like a good
2: little. It was a little add-on that um that you do see him again, and he's obviously beaten up, isn't he? When you do see him again, yeah,
1: it looks like he's moving because he had
2: all his stuff. Yeah, for oh yeah, oh yeah, just a truck, truck full of stuff. Yeah, and he's yeah, his worldly belongings in like a little pop pop truck, and yeah. yeah, and he's uh, pissing off out of town. So uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. But then I mean, I can't remember the bit, but. Obviously, the next scene is Lorna, yeah. who's you see her, she's strung upside down. She, and is. she She's stark bollock naked. And uh, she's wheeled in on this winch and she's put over what's like, like a tiled bath, is yes. it? Yes. A very shallow one that's in the middle of this room with candles all around. She's gagged, and you've got the again two kind of henchmen. I, mean, I think black leather jackets in Slovakia, if you had a shop with black leather jackets, you yeah. would make a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah, all the henchmen, yeah, yeah. So uh, beanie hats and black leather jackets, <laughs> you'd be a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Milk tray chocolates with those clothes.
0: Yeah but then they're, they're not nice like milk tray man.
2: You'd be a millionaire. And uh, she's carried out and I kind of wonder what was gonna happen. I, again I couldn't remember what was gonna happen. But the guy lights all the candles um and she's just there naked. And then this woman walks in once the whole room's cleared, and she's just got this silky robe on. And she takes the robe off, and she's naked. And then she lays down, and she picks up this long sigh on a stick, doesn't she? Scythe, right, yeah. Yeah, and she just.
0: And starts... there's, no, there's no, no way she's harvesting crops. Not no. dressed like that. Health and safety. I know. I know. I know that some trimming may be involved. However, probably not with that. I don't know. How no, do she was wearing
2: safety goggles. No, either. no, no gloves it's dangerous to be honest someone could have been bloody killed you know <laughs> oh <laughs> goodness me but she then starts putting the, the spike of this all over her body that, that
1: was the, one of the few times I felt a uncomfortable oh really the spike going against the skin it was did like, you think oh, that's, that's, that's nice. going to cut her I did but it didn't I but, thought. But,
2: but isn't that a strange thought because did you, you, you thought know that? she's yeah because yeah. I, I thought that's just going to prick her skin it's going to hurt and then I thought, well, in a minute it's probably going to get cut in half anyway, so that's the least of our worries. But the idea of this, which was a twist, well, I enjoyed because it was, and I, I did. I no, thought I was, it was. No, did. I just thought it was very well filmed. <laughs> right, okay, the well, lighting and the candles. I thought it was well, really I, well I, done. I was, get,
1: I was getting a bit worried about being on my own with you at
2: any point. Uh, no, no, sorry, no because no, okay. the woman laying down had really blue, piercing eyes, didn't she, she? She was laying down underneath. Did.
1: I no. initially thought it was the teacher, but it's not. When I first saw the film, What, the teacher from the artist is the teacher.
2: Yeah, she had brown eyes, didn't she? I know, I know, and it
1: wasn't, it right. wasn't. After the second time watching it, yeah, um, uh, for the podcast, I was like, no, it's not. Well, I initially thought it was. Yeah, at the same point, I initially thought the two blokes were brothers for some reason. I don't know why I thought that. Which two blokes? Uh, Todd and Stuart. All right, I thought they were what, brothers. What? I don't know why. Is, is that because they, they look no idea nothing idea. alike? They, could, they <laughs> <don't>, they're <laughs> No, they're both men. So. Well, we're all well, we're, we're, we're all
0: men. men, but we're not related. Yeah. What, actually,
2: Wow, it could be down the line. If you can look at our family trees, we could be. Well, look there. at your family tree. We don't want to get your mum tree. and dad are related. kind of wow, yeah. going through history. That's it.
1: That's it. Let's get mum's Ash, shall we? Let's really <laughs> yeah, let's get, get the mum. Is, is that what this morning comes in? It's episode right?
2: sixteen. Let's get okay, the mum. Okay, yeah. But she starts slashing away. Yes, she does. At, um, poor Lorna, and it, it's quite sick, isn't it? It's a very slow death, but I think she starts. She last that, that long you don't think because so. she, yeah, she, she ultimately snatches her neck doesn't she in the end that's what she, she does it. at the end yeah
1: but she it loses leaves such a long time that she loses so much blood so I think she would have been
2: dead before the next and episode. the object of this is that the blood comes down onto the naked lady and she's basically rubbing it all over her, her naked body isn't she yes uh, I, I like the fact I like the way it was filmed the way it was set I, I thought it was done really well because you had this kind of Ruby red blood that was all over her body, but still, you had the blue piercing eyes coming through, and it was just lit by the candles. I thought it was done really well, and it wasn't over the top, it, it wasn't done in a kind of a way that man, that is just fucking sick. There is so much blood swishing around everywhere, the blood was just falling on her, and I thought it was done really well. It was a sick thing for someone to want see, to do. I'm with the offset, I completely. highly. In what I way? I didn't like this because I, because I thought it was
1: over top. I thought hostile. Well, you get a few moments in the first one that are tongue and a bit like this one, like with the cat. Yeah. But I thought it kind of ruined the film a tiny bit by by it's a horror film and it almost was like not taking itself too seriously, which is um, which is completely opposite of the first one because it did, and which made the first one for me so scary and uh, so un- unnerving and it was kind of undoing, doing the opposite to what the first one did, but showing, arguably,
2: a bit like George, showing you too much. Yeah, I like it because it was... Okay. It's still... It was a different way that someone died. And it, it was. It was an original way, and you get people who are into different things, obviously shagging dead people, shagging animals and stuff like that. Absolutely. It's saying that gives them kicks. This is obviously something that gave her kicks, and it's still this girl, the innocent girl, Lorna, being tortured in a really awful way. And There's no difference to, to what's happening here. She does to, get the worst death, Lorna,
1: I think, out of all yeah, this. Yeah, to actually.
2: someone sitting there drilling nails in their thighs and, and their nails, and then cutting their throat or cutting their Achilles tendon. That's a horrific death. The only difference is they're sat down in a chair where Lorna's upside down. And as well as torturing this woman she's getting off on torturing her and bathing in her blood so there's no diff- for me there wasn't any difference to okay. someone sat there and drilling them to someone actually sitting here this was even worse and it was over the top which I quite enjoyed because it took the it took a bit of the nastiness away because it was so over the top I understand what you're saying Yeah, okay. but it, it was like man that's a fucked up idea whoever sat
0: and thought about that is semester, uh, apparently it go. comes from um, a um a a priest a queen, some kind of queen somewhere back between six between five hundred and six hundred AD, that used to bathe in or bathe in virgins' blood. And during her reign she killed six hundred virgins. Really? And used to bathe in their blood so that they could uh, she wanted to stay young. So that's where that Part of the film comes from so because oh, of her no. innocence and stuff, that's, that's really why so, she's that's selected, so and that's why it's so ritualized with the candles and her oh, bathing, and obviously okay. the, the sex noises and all that sort of stuff. So, oh, I can't believe brain is just yeah. the sex noises, um, the quite medieval, yeah, the <laughs> way, way of doing it, yeah, and and the fact that obviously it's the she's not just slice blood, that's it, it was like it's, a pendulum, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's trying to you know get in almost every you know, every drop, so it starts off slowly so she bathes herself in it so right. she's it's more like not wasting it. And then obviously you've got the symbolisation as well of the splatters of blood that go on the candle and then once that uh, goes for the old flow, oh, yeah. the candle yes, goes out. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, that's where it comes from. That's um, interesting. Yeah.
2: So now you've heard that. I still think they show too much. Oh, I think you're being stubborn that your, you're still going to go back no, I th- word.
1: I'm not. I, think, I still think they show too much for that scene which is why they, the tendency Would you rather really
2: a paper cut and she slowly bleeds to death. Yeah, that would be worse for me to be honest. Oh. What they call salt on a paper cut. Don't do that, that's dangerous. That it is dangerous, I know, bad. I know, but we leave on the edge. We leave, li- we <laughs> and that's what we do, <laughs> we will take paper cuts on, full on face on. The next thing it does, it flicks after poor old Lorna's dead and the woman's had a lovely blood, blood bath. It- They're at the hot springs, aren't they?
0: Yeah, having a lovely bath.
2: Yeah, exactly, a bath in normal water. Which is nice. And uh, you've got Whitney there. She's with that geezer, Dumbledore, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're, yeah. And they figure... what annoys me a bit. You get the feeling they completely
2: forgotten about their friend. Yeah, she's mentioned, and they're saying that she's probably having a cum bath at the moment, isn't she? When, she yeah, really says. yeah.
1: And at least in the first one, it was Ollie, okay, he comes in, you know, he kind of had that character coming and going, he's probably gone off with someone. You had the picture and everything else. Yeah. You know, the, yeah and that was that's quite an interesting point here they didn't really care about their about their friend who went off with this strange man hasn't been yeah. seen since no clearly they didn't give a, sh- a shit did they you would be following the authorities and I'm not be funny knowing, yeah. who, you know the next day
2: yeah but there was none of that they didn't go to the police did they no. they didn't go no, to no, the hospital to see if she's checked out they
1: went to see the, they went to the hot springs to relax
2: yeah and uh, it, it was a bit strange because obviously whitney goes off with dumbledore bloke <laughs> And uh, Victor Clum. That's the one. And the... Beth is sat there by the side of the bath and Axel starts kissing her back. What was that about? I was
0: and hoping I was, I was hoping I was hoping but no. <laughs> uh,
2: <unfortunately> <laughs> <not>. <laughs> but she doesn't react to it and I don't understand why she doesn't react to it. It's one a, way or another. But a, yeah. But she, yeah it, it's really strange because she's such a strong character when other things are happening but her friend's gone missing she doesn't care where she did care about her before because she was the one who told her not to go on the boat downstream and actually
1: started to chase her yeah
2: and she's gone missing now all of a sudden she doesn't give a shit and this person she's only known for be it a day is now kissing her back in a hot spring and she doesn't really care which kind of didn't make sense with regards to her character because she's been so strong all the way through the film has not she but um she falls asleep, it's interesting that, that's that the she thing falls that gets asleep. asleep, I didn't get
1: this. she didn't fall asleep. I oh, don't, I didn't get this. She wasn't how, drunk. How, all she those wasn't...
0: people, all those people that are in that spring, and she doesn't notice one of them getting out of the pool.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Even if you're asleep, you're not going to be that asleep, you're going to notice a ripple. you would probably mm, drown. the way she mm, was, mm, surely,
1: mm. she'd drown.
0: No, she wouldn't.
1: No? No. The way she, she would if she, if she,
0: if she lent, because the way she yeah, was asleep, she would have It's so
1: easy, then. Now, because you move when you're asleep, I can't see how she slept that long.
0: But more importantly, yeah. how could she not notice? What yeah. there must have been fifty, sixty people so floating true. around there, and it then was it comes. A bit dopey,
2: the fact that she's in a hot spring. For those who haven't seen it, with lots of people there, and she's relaxing, and she obviously falls asleep by the edge of the hot spring. She wakes up sometime later with no one there whatsoever, apart from her. No one's told her to get out, and it's not like they're all in on it. Everyone in hot spring, they're all tourists. A lot of them are, and. They didn't tell her. Obviously, we find out why Whitney and Dumbledore didn't tell her, because they've been taken anyway. Ah, yeah, an interesting point.
1: I thought Dumbledore, Victor Crumb, whatever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I thought he was part of it. I thought he was. I thought he was as well. And I was quite surprised. That was nice. I was like, whoa,
2: you know, know, you're a curveball, basically, for that one. Yeah, because there were so many different people involved. It was a bit like The Following, where so many people are involved and they'll just be used when they need to be used yes and I thought he was one of those characters absolutely uh, and it was quite refreshing when he was getting done as well yes because I thought bloody hell he he's just a victim but yeah so they've she wakes up and everyone's gone so she walks around and still she's not that concerned is she she's a bit puzzled well, yeah, if, like if everyone
0: else is gone you're going to be wondering what the hell's going on
2: yeah exactly and she doesn't kind of And again, it goes against the character of what you were given earlier, where she's a strong person.
1: Yeah, we can't even call this a Paxton moment either.
2: No. It it was so bizarre. Yeah, I don't really know what it was. But then a couple of henchmen turn up. Then she knows something's wrong. And uh, she climbs wall and she escapes and runs through the forest um, to escape. And she gets tripped up. This tripwire just suddenly springs up. She hits the deck. And then she's surrounded by the bubblegum gang in the woods, isn't she?
1: Yeah, I mean this whole
2: sequence is almost that is almost akin to a dream sequence out
1: of a out of a nightmare on Elm Street. You, I mean you half expect a Freddy Krueger to pop up at some yeah. point, it was so
2: bizarre. And yeah. so obviously she bumped into the bubblegum gang and it almost bring it back down to earth. Yeah, and they start giving her a bit of a beating, and then Sasha, who we see at the start of the film, who's the old guy who collects the head, he turns up and Axel's there as well. Um and Axel takes She takes Beth away And Beth still doesn't think This is strange That she turns up All nicely dressed up And uh, Then Sasha speaks Well he doesn't even speak To the bubblegum gang Does he? No he, he pulls a gun out And he walks down The line of the kids Pointing a gun At each of their heads Because and I, and I think I didn't words, understand that I thought it was because Beth is His property And if They beat her up And kill her and he's lost out on a hundred thousand dollars. Ah, got ya. Yeah. And because maybe they should have known that because they've been around a while, that now one of them has got to pay the price of killing them to keep them in check. That's I don't know how you took it, um, James. I didn't
1: really think about. It. I just thought he's a mean man. He like to get the trolleys off by killing kids. Mine was a lot
2: more simple. It could than be that. both, but, yeah. but listening to I that, your well, one is a lot. Long- it's uh, a lot more sense Yeah, that makes more sense yeah that's why I took it so he gets up and he kills one of the kids and it's as if the head of them kind of just nods in agreement as if fair play yeah
0: and pushes him doesn't
2: he yeah and that's it we were out of line and you've taken one of our kids out and then they take Beth back to the the mansion and on the front of the mansion there's his two bloodhounds and you know then this is the guy yeah your your fate's been sealed, isn't it? And when you're looking, you, Beth sits in the, uh, the lounge of this place, and when you look, she sees pictures, and it's got, I thought it was the old guy, from the train, who was in one of the pictures. Oh, okay. I didn't and in her
0: bedroom it was.
2: Yeah, and there was another picture, of Natalia, and the other girl, really? from the original hostel as well, standing, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, and that's she, fantastic. Which was a really good link. She's standing yes. with Axel, the two girls from the original, just I only looked because I thought there might be a a bit of a clue in there. Easter, egg. it's might great, see. yeah, yeah. It, it, I like things like that. But um, and again, they had the reference to uh, Pulp Fiction, didn't they, on one of the tellies. Did you see that? No. Yeah, Pulp Fiction oh, was playing. Yeah, yes. when um,
0: yeah, with Slovakia, yeah. it being dubbed in Slovakian, which yeah. I thought was quite funny. Yeah, <laughs> and they had that in the
2: first one. I, I quite like that. Um, so he and she says, "Is that your dad?" And she says, "No, it's a." Uh, just, is it just a friend or a partner or how, I don't know how she describes her relationship with Sasha the old guy but and he's into auctions isn't he yes so which is a bit tongue in cheek of your bugger later yes, on and yes, that's absolutely. it yes um, absolutely so and if she goes out to the bedroom and they say you relax and just chill out and I'll call the police and they'll find your friends um, and obviously again the uh the leather jacket store has been extremely busy because uh, two henchmen <laughs> turn up without any name badges. and
0: uh, oh, oh, wait, wait, are we going to do Austin Powers? Are name badges important for henchmen?
2: They are for the longevity of how they're going to be in the film.
0: So, if a, if a henchman, for example, has got a name badge, you know they're going to be in it for a long time? Yes. A name badge slash is.
2: Their name is actually mentioned in the film, I think, we need to add as well.
0: Yeah. Has he ever got a name
2: badge as a. <laughs> Mr. Austin Powers said, you've had it. You've only got a name badge. Just lay on the floor. <laughs> I, I think that's great. And I always look for that on henchmen. but henchmen. Um, but yeah, so these henchmen, um, they try and abduct Beth, don't they? And she runs away and then she looks at Axel and Axel's like, well, fuck you. and Absolutely. You're a stupid cow for being here and you <laughs> had so many bloody Paxton warnings uh, yes. that you didn't take note of. So you asked for this. And she runs into a room, which is a hidden room, and the biggest Paxton warning is there because his head's on a pole. Oh, the, the ultimate Paxton warning. Oh, in yeah, a walk-in wardrobe. It
0: is strange how they... Obviously, not seen the first one, but it is strange, I walked the the beginning of this one, how they pan, you see all the other heads, and then just zooms in on his one. Yes. I yeah. thought, I, I did have a little chuckle. I thought...
2: I wanted to look at the <laughs> other heads to see if there was any other important heads on there but they didn't kind of hold long enough on no, no, no. any of the heads to see if there's any other kind of had there been things. a Chris
1: Tarantino head with a bad accent would that have ruined the film completely for uh,
2: you no because it would have been on a pole okay fair enough let's carry on I would have been quite happy if Good. Steven Seagal's head was on a pole
0: I would be dancing it, around the it, room it wouldn't happen let's
2: be fair oh happen. no because he would martial arts his he way out or, or reattach yeah. himself Yeah, yeah or, or you know call the pentagon or something. no one messes with Steve Seagal I'll tell you yeah, now and uh, so they basically bag Beth up, don't they? They they capture her. They yes. use the old poison tissue trick around the mouth. D- yeah, and I was was like, like, that is well, like, like,
0: a very good chat of lines. Does
1: it smell like Absolutely. <laughs> cool? Work
2: <We're,
1: we're>, <laughs> wonders in the 70s and wonder yeah. wonders as well, doesn't it? It does. It works on her, it's going to work on
2: Beth. And then Todd and Stuart's pages go, and uh, they're really hyped up, and it flicks to them. Oh, well, no, actually, we We've missed From, a bit. Yeah, we've missed a bit because we've got Whitney, haven't we? Yeah, She's getting one of the worst makeovers possibly known to any human being by someone who's a. She really
0: could probably could do a bit. A, t- okay, okay. a touch That's of a blush for herself.
1: We've got Whitney who is getting a makeover by this, by this ugly lady.
2: It's a bloke, isn't it? No, it's a lady. You're no, joking. It's a woman. Yeah. No, woman. No. Serious creature. I, I, I know you
0: only ever engage with good looking women. Still, exactly. We know that, so you don't experience ugly ones. However, there are ugly ones out there. Okay, really
2: live. I thought that was a, a bloke. I didn't realise that. There I even put go. in my notes that it was a bloke. And I can spell woman as well. So it wasn't just because I can't spell woman. You put in your notes no, it was it was a woman. Man, nah, I didn't so, know that.
1: Who should uh, shouldn't, you know, stick her nose in other people's business. No, she really shouldn't. Yeah, never mind. Uh, how does she smell? Well, pardon? How pardon? does she smell? <laughs> Does she want you? Badly. Yeah, see, so you
2: know, I rode down there. It goes to a cell with lots of tourists in. Whitney's being made up by a camp makeup artist, and he says, I'll make uh, you pretty. And wow. <laughs> There's a flashback a ball right there. Yeah, I'll make you pretty, yeah. We like. And then uh, she bites his nose off. could <laughs> not Yeah, and I, thought, I honestly thought it oh, was I like, I, yeah, <laughs> I now know.
0: We'll add the R on to the end of he. I yeah,
2: know. so... It's weird, you should see a uh, a picture of my better half then. I swear that is a woman.
0: Put <laughs> your better half? Or?
2: Yeah, either or, or, I don't mind. But yeah, so she's getting a makeup <laughs> by apparently a, a woman, and uh, it, it made me chuckle that when. It's, I can't get used to saying she because I, I wrote down it was a he so many times. <laughs> When Whitney Doesn't make it uh, right. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it, it wouldn't pass in a cock of law. But um when the, the makeup artist puts a little bit of like... the makeup her, when she when she puts a bit of ointment on Whitney's head and she goes,
1: Ow hey, what was I, was I kinda thought be what the hell to was that you about? Yeah, I thought
2: this is nothing compared with <laughs> what's coming yeah. later on. <laughs> you best get used to this kind of pain. It's gonna get a lot this worse. Hurt. Uh, yeah. Um, but Beth did exactly the same thing when Axel put some stuff on her yeah. forehead. Oh, you got a cut. She went, ow! Theme, <laughs> there's a theme going on. Yeah, there is a popular theme, yeah. So she tries to escape, and that's quite a, a bit of a laugh for the, for the um, guards who are there. They basically start putting the doors down, kind of Indiana Jones style. When yes, she, they do. She can't escape. Um, so Stu and uh, Todd are getting dressed up in exactly the same outfit as they do in the first hostel, but this time they're wearing swimming hats as well. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: which I thought that, that,
0: that stops the hair from going into the filters and clogging it all up. Oh, so uh, no. just in case they did come across that scenario, I wonder what the swimming hats were for. Yeah,
2: I didn't know. What did you think of the swimming hats, James? I didn't. I didn't think anything of it. I just thought that's interesting. I, I carried, got on,
0: I knew the swimming the hats.
2: It would be if I went to that. and I've got. Well, like, did, and let's be it. Right, it's most likely out of the three of us, that it'll be you. That's going to be. Right. <laughs> I've got quite a large head, I have. And it's really annoying when you go and buy a cap when it says, because I play lots of golf, where it says, one size fits all. It doesn't, does it? It doesn't fit all, because it won't fit my head. And I'd go to the hostel, and they wouldn't have a swimming cap that would fit my head. And I thought that, and I always think that when I see someone with a hat on, I bet it won't fit my head. And I thought, that would be a real issue, that they do not have a hat that fits his head.
0: Would you, can we can do, do it would you, would you like that you car, are bald so it doesn't really matter it? can we just wash your head off well no good he's, good. Not, he's not he's not he's got short hair I've yeah. oh,
2: short hair they, very short they, hair they could mark a pen a hat on my head they I could, could, the the could, could backs, uh, can we yeah <laughs> 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 yeah we'll put it on Twitter and Facebook yeah that sounds like a real good plan so uh, anyway off that tangent back to uh, people getting tortured and mutilated but um, they go both, their pages both go and they're really psyched up well, then, Stuart's not really up. Stuart's type, not psyched up, yeah. But Todd's still talking about it will make him a better person. And he's the power you're going to get from this. It helps. Exactly. But this, is, this is better than any rush, any drug that Todd can get hold of, isn't it? Todd's yeah. is so up for for mutilating someone and just fucking someone up. He's buzzing. He knows. But as you say, Todd, um, sorry, Stu is still eh, a bit of a Larry David. Yeah. He's not bothered about it, no. is he? he really isn't and uh so Whitney's in one room she's doled up in a like kind of like a basque and she's got away she gets captured yeah she's got away she gets captured it looks like she gets shot but she doesn't no she doesn't get shot no no and um she's put in her chair and uh then Beth's in the chair and obviously Todd is the one who's going to torture Whitney and Stu's the one who's going to go and torture um Beth and as they go into their room, again, Todd's hyped up and Stu's very negative about it, which I thought was really interesting because being the, the flip that happens later on, Yeah, I, I thought that part in the film was really good. Todd, you see, it flips back from one cell to the next cell quite a lot, doesn't it, to how they're getting on with the contrast. Todd's there with a circular saw plugged in and he's saying to her, like, Whitney, I bet this face gets you fucking loads of dick and you're a slag and stuff like that. And he puts it in front of her face, then the soap and saw unplugs. And he's like, ah, oh, you should have seen your face. And he's,
0: he's loving it. It's he? horrible, isn't he? Yeah, he's loving yeah.
2: The, the torture Not, side of it. He's a bit. bully, essentially.
0: Yeah. yeah. He is a, he's, the, he's the traditional jock character, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's very much up for it, like, in your face, and kind of thing. And when he went like that, and you kind of go... Oh, and it was unplugged. It was a bit of a comedy moment. Yeah. For, uh, to go, oh, and then he kind of he laughs and goes, see, like your, your, your face and stuff, and then goes back and plugs it in, then starts again.
2: Yeah, and he flicks to, to Stu's in there. He's, he first walks up and sees all the instruments of torture, and he's kind of shocked himself, isn't he? He's like, bloody hell, this is sick. And then uh, he walks up to Beth, and he pulls the hood off. And I thought that was quite an interesting moment when Beth saw that it was Stu. And he introduced himself to her. Like the conversation they have, I mean, I wrote the conversation down. because I'm such a sad bastard. But um, he says that people come here to die and they get murdered. And he, she's like, "Well, what? Are we both going to get murdered?" And he's like, "Well, no, like just just one, uh, just one person." It. Yeah, and uh, she freaks out. Uh, and he takes her, or he kind of he takes her handcuffs off and starts to comfort her, doesn't he? And they kind of start to work... To work a way out... of yes.
0: Trying to get out... And it, best. You see that was really disappointing for me... Because I, I kind of thought... Someone's going to die... So let's get everything done with... None of this talking shit... But obviously... Yeah. Where she's such a strong character... You can see then the... Psychological manipulation... That she's got over him... Yeah. Because of their first meeting... And then she starts laying on the... Girly charm... And no oh, you're not this type of person... Yeah. And, and that type of thing... Although there are very... In a way the stuff that she says and, and the character that she portrays at that point, similarities between her and his wife. You yes. can kind of see that there's, you know... Does he show a picture at some point? Yeah, there? he does. Yeah. it's quite...
1: They, they, do, even they, they do, look so very, do
0: look very similar and you can just yeah. see because even in the glimpse that you see of her, his wife at the beginning, she's wearing like a a suit and um so... And Beth's dressed in a suit. When, yes. Yeah, so you can see the kind of... They've almost made it and without saying it, he's gonna go and kill his wife because she's the bane of his life. Yeah, you can see that kind of context. Yeah. And then it
2: flicks to Todd, who's again plugged the circle of saw back in, and he's walking over. I thought this was quite funny to be honest. Really <laughs> it's, just, like, it's like was an sorry. accident. Right? Exactly. Guys horrible. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah, because he walks over and points at her face and like teasing her again. And he turns around to look at the lead see how much lead he's got left. And he still leans forward. And sticks a circle of the circular saw kind of half in her forehead. And his reaction is, he's horrified, isn't he? He's like, horrified. Oh, and he pulls it right back. And he can't, he just naturally, like a switch goes off in his head that he can't believe what he's done. And Beth's, sorry, um, Whitney's there. She's trying to speak, but she's got blood coming yes. out of her mouth and running into her mouth. And he walks out of the. Uh... He becomes a head
0: uh, headbutt doesn't he? Yeah, yeah no, I he, mean, he, for he, me, that was
1: the most one of the, probably the most disturbing scene. Why is that? Why is that? Yeah. Unlike the blood thing, it wasn't over the top, and this was quite. Oh my god! I can't believe it just happened. And then uh, the fact that the sword's kind of stuck in the head, and he's trying to get it out, and then and then he takes it out, and she's still alive, and that's like that's just horrible. <laughs> that, that just you know that yeah, yeah. and uh, and it, it was almost back. I got a similar feeling almost back to when I walked in the first hostel when I felt so uncomfortable. I was like, oh my God. Then he, put the, he puts the thing back on and as you said,
2: you have this 180 change in his character which I think is fantastic. It didn't look like CGI blood either, did it? No, it was not really, really work. Well. There was no pull away for your imagination like in the first one where there wasn't. You actually yeah. saw it. it. It was, you saw the whole motion from him leaning forward to a certain sword going in the head. getting it stuck him yanking it out again and it didn't pull away even then that you just saw it all the blood come down her face and and you just couldn't tell if there were I didn't know if there was any CGI was in there whether it was a trick saw or it was probably a a shitload of fake blood but it was done really really well wasn't it It I I thought that was great as you say the complete turn and the contrast of Todd being freaked out and horrified covering Whitney up then leaving and then he says, well, I'm done. And then the guard looks in the cell and says, well, you're not done. The contract is you don't leave here until you kill someone. And he goes, well, fuck you. I'm going. It's my contract, my money. I'm going. So he goes in the cell. Um, so he, he walks out and he goes in the lift. Yeah. And I, I love this. I thought this bit was absolutely brilliant. He gets in the lift and he's kind of freaked out. He's on the floor. I think he's vomiting a little bit. Yeah. And he's just freaked he, himself he's out. He's in a good way. Then the lift doors open. And then he's... Dogs from hell, the German Shepherds, just run along, and they rip him to bits, don't they? And a little bit. That was brilliant.
0: Yeah, a little, he was a little bit too ripped to bits. He was, brilliant. yeah, he was, he was
2: like an about... attack by a werewolf. But <laughs> he was, after all, it was Todd, and he was an asshole. And if anyone deserves it, but then I felt, I,
1: I, I felt quite, I felt quite sorry for him. You're like, joking? buddy. I felt quite sorry. No, no, because you had this pathetic man here. It was all talk. Yeah. Uh, all but you know, you know, bark, no bite, and he was sitting there crying, absolutely no way out. And then you need to get more by dogs. But he was there for his
2: own circumstances. I can feel yeah, you. No, yeah, I still felt you're sicker than Sanders. me. If yeah. you're feeling no. sorry for Todd, you say, oh, I've got issues. Just, oh, oh, come on. Look, for,
1: for that moment, I, for that moment, seeing him in there being absolutely pathetic, I did feel a bit sorry well, for him. No, it just
0: goes to show that. No matter, even if you think, you know, you're very big bollocks, and you're going, yeah, I can do this, yeah, it'll make me a better man, and he's the one that's folded when he actually does it. He's he's paid all that money, he's, you know, coked off his head, he's well up for it, and literally there thinks it's highly amusing and thinks it's going to make me a better man. And then suddenly, he then flips, and obviously with Stuart, when he's next door, you know, he flips. And he kind of goes completely the opposite way. And then Absolutely. he turns into the, I shouldn't have done that. And that's why he's such an emotional mess in the lift. And then obviously he gets more. Yeah. And then they go and take photos of. Um, what's her name? Take photos of after Whitney. Yeah. Whitney, yeah. Whitney, yeah. After she's been patched up to go and show everybody else. But nobody else will take yeah. her apart. Yeah, she's
2: true. But already then, you've seen that he's been. When it flicks back to the cell, um, Beth saying to him, you're not that kind of guy. And you hear him just saying it again and again, yeah. I'm not that kind of guy, where um Beth's walking looking around trying to find a way out, she gets knocked out, and then Stuart's just again, he's yeah. had a character switch where he's turned psycho because he's he's browbeaten, he's broken man that his wife's basically said, has done this to him, that he believes yes. that she's saying, You're not that kind of guy, you can't do that. And through saying that, he's turned psycho. And uh, Beth's back in the chair, and uh, they knock on the door, or they, they knock on a, a few doors, don't they, to see if someone wants to buy the, the rest, rest of where yeah, Whitney, who's damaged goods. And again, you flick to this kind of professor, who's uh, who looks, and then he shakes his head, doesn't he? He's not yeah. interested. And then you see Dumbledore bloke, Who's laying on the table, <laughs> which like was
0: brilliant. Legs skinned. They're not, they're, oh, yeah, foil, they're not, they're not skinned. Yeah, they're just, yeah, they are just skinned. They're not like degloved. They are just skinned. And you can see like, all his muscles and stuff. Yeah. And he's taking bits out of his quad. And he's eating it. And eating it. A pot- Hannibal moment. Yeah, It really was. It was just like, it was, that was exactly it. It yeah. was just like, right, okay then.
2: But I took that for the, the original genius idea for what it was. Because they could have shown anything, but to show that, it is, a, it is taken from Science of the Lambs, but, and whether it was kind of attributed to that, but it was, a, it was a brilliant. I thought it was great. I thought it was such an original idea. That you have got anyone being tortured, you've got this guy being kept alive for the purpose of the other matey boy, the professor guy, can then eat whatever bits he wants of him. And it is sick obviously it's sick and it's wrong but I thought it was a great idea and it entertained me it really did it,
0: it was a good I, I thought and obviously not liking that, this but I, I thought instructor. I thought it was good because it was also good seeing obviously it goes to a little bit more concentration on the Professor Blake with the eating and that but it was interesting when they went and knocked on the doors the different ways for which everybody had their own fetish yeah you know, concept on how they're going to use that situation they're in. You know, one bloke attached to an old, you know, bread frame with yeah. springs and stuff being electrocuted. It, it just. You it, know. Yeah, it showed the
2: the, the the wide range of the way, uh, how many psychos there are out there to how many fetishes they've got. And it covered a, a, a multitude of fetishes. And I enjoyed that. You could have gone through each one with each person in a chair. Being stabbed, electrocuted, burned—like the number one—but we've seen them all before in different films. These were original ideas, and if you take it for for quite a good fun horror film, which is over the top, which I thought this was more over the top number oh, yeah. one, Absolutely. then it's it is entertaining. It's just a good fun, gross fest, blood fest horror film, isn't it? And I enjoyed that. So Stu goes to buy. Um, Whitney and you only see on the CCTV screen I should imagine he cuts
0: her head off doesn't he? Yeah he does because he takes a good old swing at that Yeah um, that, That's the thing that disappointed me about that You've gone that far yeah. with everything Why put that security guard in the way and point at a fucking magazine with yeah. stuff in it? Yeah because I've gone you, to Well, well yeah minutes. you're just going well hold on a minute so we've just watched someone take a slice of a leg and eat it Watched someone be electrocuted. You've watched her get her full um, thing in the, the mm. circular saw in the face. Why can't you see the chop of the head coming off? Yeah, because it's not like it's got to be a real person. Because you're not in the room, so it could be a mannequin. Yeah, he could have literally chopped their head it off. It was just a very quick
2: way of yeah, getting just, rid of her character. Yeah, actually. it was
0: just a bit a bit of a shame, really. And then when he takes her necklace off, and then when he goes back into the room and continues what he's doing and puts it on because it's the best doesn't it yeah. yeah and you're going right okay then well what's going to happen now
2: yeah and, and I enjoyed that because he's obviously turned psycho and he starts saying to her basically he's focused on his wife isn't he and he he's saying that you treat me like shit and you're a slag and you make me do this you make me do that and I hate you and, and he says well I can't kill my wife yeah but I can kill you and he kind of makes the mistake of taking the handcuffs off and telling Beth to lay on the floor. So he's basically going to rape her, isn't he? And Beth starts saying that, I thought you were a very strong character the first night I saw you. I wanted you to kiss me and I thought about you all night. Uh, And then she headbutts him. um, uh, And because he's quite a weak person, even though he is a complete nutcase, that she manages to drag a chain around him and ties him to the chair so the roles are reversed. Which I enjoyed because it happened pretty quickly. I think if it would have gone to a full on fight and she
0: won, it would have yeah, been a bit, a bit. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can see his vulnerability when he's yeah. leaning over and you knew something was going to happen and then obviously she does enough to get him off and the chains that she was chained up by are going to be on the floor. Yeah. So she just gets them, drags him after a few Yeah, it wasn't complicated, punches. was it? No, it was just straight in the chair, right, done. And then she smashes the CCTV camera.
1: Yeah. It wasn't as good as the uh, the first film, though, I thought. No, but that was the two men movie. fighting, though, wasn't it? That, no, wasn't no it wasn't. it even that. Paxton was being sick. Um, he'd obviously had his fingers cut. The guy cut his fingers, and essentially, it was almost like he like, slips on the blood mm. from, on the floor and <laughs> cuts his leg with a chainsaw.
0: Yeah, um, this safety accident happened. Absolutely, Sleep absolutely.
1: And uh, Stuart
2: would for... have really messed um, Beth up if. I think he would have done, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he really would have messed her up. But I, I, I love the fact that she, the guards come in, they notice something's wrong. She's trying to escape. She's asking for what the code is to the door. And she gets this, I don't know if it's a syringe or like a spike.
0: It was a syringe, but I don't think there was anything in the actual syringe thing. So she, that's why she just stabs it. sticks
2: it right in his ear. Yeah, and
0: perforates his eardrum. Yeah,
2: which is really naughty. Because I stuck a cotton bud in my ear the other day and I stuck in too far, and that was really painful. So I can relate to what Stu's going through, plus my name is Stu as well, so. You just ain't got a like you a lot, lot, you lot got. in common, you a lot in common. Um, plus my name is Stu.
1: It's true. Yeah. Uh, wow, that, now you're right then. poet and he didn't know it. Well, exactly. My name is Stu, it's true.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, the, the guards come in, um, Stu bangs one of them on the head, and then Sasha comes in with more guards. Um, and she's got shoes cock out, and she's got scissors um, with his dick between the every scissors. man. Ah, oh, that was uncomfortable. For was me. it a trophy moment for you? Was it like really?
1: Did you have to? Do, like, is it? I think. I think
0: it goes with. It's with the, good, I think it goes along with the money at the beginning. That implies power. Uh, obviously well, penis, for her. Yeah, yeah, and then the money implies power for her. Then there's mo- there's power in the money of of like Todd and Stu and all the other zones that are trying to, you know, go and kill these people and then you see the role reversal between Todd and Stu and how weak they are and the weak turning to strong in certain situations and I think that's just a way of showing female power over And There's no better way of showing female power. Because she's got, yeah, she's got money, he's got money, they've all got money so that puts them on an even keel almost. She's got more money, is not she? It's just, it's just one of those things that goes, do you know what, I can fuck you right up. And yeah. that's what she's willing to do. Yeah, I've
2: got more money, plus I've got your dick in a pair of scissors. So it doesn't matter how much money you've got. <laughs> if someone's got you in that position, I don't think it makes much of a difference, to be honest, because uh, you're buggered, aren't you? You are I mean, you Unless are you've got bad. a very really small penis, James. But you are buggered. <laughs> but, um, so he says, she says, I'll buy my way out of it. And he says, You haven't got any money. And she says, I could buy every single one of you. and we've been building up to this idea mentioned several times throughout the film it has Um, and they say it's a part of a contract that if you if you want to do that
0: yeah someone's got to die yeah
2: and very again and it reminded me it's like a a back to the future Martin McFly moment where he calls her see you next Tuesday again doesn't he and she says what did you say and again she says it again and it's like when they go what are you chicken Yep. And, and it really reminded me of Marty McFly um, so she cuts his dick off and, uh, and walks out of the room and gives it to one of the dogs yeah
0: throws it to the dogs it's like yeah. well one how sharp are they because those scissors look quite small I'm not a surgeon no medical training whatsoever however have
2: you cut someone's penis I don't off I've never cut anyone's
0: penis off no, no. it's going to take more than one it did though but it was well, a no, no, uh, no. proper chop at it. Like no, no, chair. she
1: was chopping at it, and then she was kind of uh,
0: I don't like, don't chopping really it and it dragging it. it off
1: at the same time.
0: I don't know. I, I don't really think she'd put uh, Yeah, it just looked like she was going to... Uh, and then pulled it off. I don't know if it was a
2: flaccid penis, wasn't it? It was. Maybe if it was I didn't erect. To be honest, I, I didn't really look too much. I should imagine thing. if your dick's in the middle of scissors, it wouldn't be erect, to be honest.
0: Right, unless you're that way inclined. There yeah. are some people on this planet probably that would get off on that. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't. Mine would shrink, I- invert... Straight away, to be honest.
0: He'll just go back inside. <laughs> he would
2: be buggered. So, um, so she cuts his penis off, gives it to the dogs. The dog's quite happy with her little snack. I don't think they'd eat a penis, it's not being funny. You don't think a dog will eat a penis? No. They've already eaten Todd, they've had their fill. Yeah, but they're, they're probably different dogs, aren't they? They've got, they've got lots so of It's dogs like a bit like, hen- you
0: know, like the henchmen, you know, yeah. how many different canines have they got to go along with their henchmen?
2: I mean, if anybody out there has a dog that has eaten a penis. <laughs> Can you email us at thefilmrealcast at gmail.com? Or con- actually, don't contact us on Twitter. Just email us on thefilmrealcast at gmail.com. Because I think a dog that wild would do that. Okay. But that isn't.
0: They, they just say it's me. They're not going to go, oh, that's a man's penis. I'm not eating that, Jeffrey. No. So I don't
2: know. <laughs> I know it, I'm going go all, all that. I'm going to find out for next episode. Well, and we'll let our viewers know. Absolutely. Um, it doesn't really affect the end of the film. But <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. So Stuart bleeds out to death. Um, she then gets a tattoo, um, of the bloodhound. Well, we like away. Yeah. Yeah, on yeah. Away, yeah, yeah. Which is, stamp. Which is right, good. stamp, but yeah, on the back. So, um, she's quite happy with that. They've got the money. How did you feel about her buying herself out of the contract and being the, the role reversal for the third time? You've had, obviously, Todd's yeah. Stewart's, and now Beth's. How did you guys feel about that?
0: I... I didn't really notice it too much I obviously noticed a role reversal between the two guys because uh, that was like chalk and cheese and a complete 180 but hers you could always see from the beginning that she was going to be the one that kind of nothing happened to and she got out and all that type of stuff so you kind of thought well something interesting is going to happen here oh, I say interesting but something's going to happen and uh, she's going to get out so really it wasn't a massive role reversal but it kind of showed that yeah he's an absolute psycho but at the end of the day, it's the want to be able to do something that'll get you through it. And she, her want to get it's out, thing. her her want to get out was greater than his want to kill. So no, obviously, you've got to
2: spin realities was to, to a lot. Of oh this, yeah, it absolutely. A certain extent. absolutely, but to me, it it wasn't a believable scenario. S- scenario that no, she then was really calm and. She, I, can't I can't understand that she cut his dick off because she's had that build-up of... He was really nice to her.
0: And she said and he said horrible things to her.
2: Yeah, going to escape. And then she, she knows full well that she was going to die a horrible death. And I think it's human nature to, to probably want to extract some, some kind of revenge. But it was just all a bit, a bit too quick and a bit too convenient for me. But I did enjoy it. It didn't take any enjoyment away... The fact that yeah. she was then willing to to go with this company, to go with the contract, to kill someone. I know it's someone who's going to kill her, then get the tattoo done, and then leave. And I can understand that if you want to get out, this is the only way you are going to survive. So she's given no choice in a way, but...
1: I think it all happened very quick. Yeah, it happened it really happened quick. quickly as well.
2: But a lot of things happened quick, which was, I think, why they got away with it. Because it didn't pose lots of questions, unlike The Man of Steel, where they played on lots of things that kind of make, that left you ask, asking questions well, I don't want to talk about that cause, <laughs> um, you just get annoyed I'll get annoyed again um, so will James or so will Graham as well um, and then it flicks to the Harvest or not the Harvest Festival the village festival again yeah. where Axel's there her handbag gets stolen and again I was quite happy the way this ended I thought it was very tongue in cheek that she chases after the bubble gun gang who's nicked her handbag um, she falls over the trip wire this yes. time she's a victim uh, knocks the wind out of her. She looks up. There's Beth there, in, looking like Arrow, with a hood on and Absolutely. looking very mean, and uh, cuts her head off with an axe.
0: And then the kids play football with her head. That which that to me just made me laugh. I'm, it did, uh, but I'm it. not going to. Yeah. That is no, kind I'm. of an, and it's a massive anti climax as well. Because like that, ah, she's standing up looking chop. Done head roll okay. Ball gum, going and out kicking it around, using it, to, and then pulls his top up over his over his head, and runs around, going hey, oh, yeah, he's got like a goal?
1: Right, rubbish. I think I think it really did ruin it was some tongue and cheek, I think. But that's the that's the problem with this film. It, it... Too much tongue and cheek. Yes. Too much tongue and cheek.
2: Yeah, and I can understand from the first one being really tense to the second one being, but this was. This was Eli Roth bowing out. As far as I'm aware, he didn't direct I don't think right anymore. The, the, other ones, and the other ones were absolutely awful. They're even worse. So, I think he still went out on a high. I enjoyed this film um, because it was good fun. It so you was... don't think it's copy and paste on the first film. It's We've got, got the drugs at the
1: beginning. We've yeah. got the three people. Very similar characteristics. Each one gets topped off one by one. Fair enough, we see a bit more. And then the strong one, Gets basically gets gets away
2: in the end and gets revenge. That's yeah. pretty much the first hospital film as well. It is, but I, I enjoy. I, mean, I gave the first one five out of five. You did so, and I like these kind of films. I love the the, the blood and guts, but I, I like more suspense and which I didn't really get in this film. But I knew what I was going to get. Um, it's very fast paced. There aren't lots of of questions in there and are lots of things that leave you puzzled it's straight on to one scene to the next and there's not a lot of depth to many of the characters which in these kind of films I don't think you really need too much it's nice to have some character arc in a lot of in some of the characters who play a part but some of these aren't even in it long enough no because they get knocked off and murdered before anything happens or, so, or go on a boat yeah or no. go on a boat so um, meatloaf and he sings to you yeah to me <laughs> I thought it was good fun, um, and I really enjoyed it the The best part for me um, really, or when I say the worst part for me w- is Lorna. I think she's a very weak character i couldn't relate Weaker to her than Josh even yeah I couldn't yes. relate to her at all in any kind of way she she had, didn't have any depth to her, but she was very good at what she did, uh like acting wise. I thought she was very good. Um, but I thought she was very weak. Um, the best part I like um, Todd sticking the circular saw in Whitney's head. I thought that was quite funny. I thought it was quite amusing for me. It was just yeah. it was done tongue and cheek, like a lot of things, and uh, it, it was done really well. The special effects, again, in this film, I thought were fantastic, like the last one, and I thought that was done in a very kind of in a comedy style way. Where he didn't mean to actually kill her or, or injure her at yeah. all, and that's what he was on about. As soon as he did it, one eighty, it was really regretful. Yes, yeah, I, I thought it was great, and I'd give it four out of five. Wow,
0: Graham, is he getting a four? No, I'm probably gonna say it's a three, middle of the ro- middle of the road kind of. I would watch it again. Um, best bit for me, probably. The character switch between Todd and Stuart, and and the psychological kind of thing going on there between them two. Worst bit is the ending. I can't handle that kicking the ball around. I just thought that ruined it and was quite funny. It was quite turning and cheap throughout. If you kind of picked yeah. up on it all, all the way. Um, but I probably yeah I could I could watch it again. I suppose really it wouldn't be my first choice as of the genre that we're yeah yeah the horror genre. It's not really my first choice, but yeah I'd watch it again. I suppose. Um, I might even try and go back and man up and uh, watch the first one. You can do it! You uh, can do, do it! it oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I might even try, yeah, I might even try that because now you know it's, it might make more sense and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still not converted to being a massive horror, horror fan. No, no, and I, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't watch the horror film unless obviously we're doing this. That's the only reason yeah. uh, American Werewolf in London says that. But <laughs> I think that's what's so good about this podcast. Right. I think
1: a lot of us... Will end up watching or have watched films that I probably wouldn't watch or even watch again in yes. the same way and, and then we're actually doing it.
2: Yeah, and look at them the same way that like we look at many films. What about yourself, Jane?
1: Uh, okay, going back to the first hostel, I think I was a bit harsh. I gave it a 3. i probably give it a 3.5 in hindsight. Not because I enjoyed the film, but because I think it, it, this one reminded me how good the first one actually
2: was. This is getting a 2.5. 3.5 is harsh.
0: Considering well, we that first first one. Yeah, I gave it three way. initially. Yeah,
2: but adding just a half on there.
0: No, yeah, because... Yeah, you might as well have taken that half was away, not, just was three not,
2: for each. I was not thoroughly
1: entertained by either. I didn't finish watching it thinking, oh my God, what a great film. However, with the first one, I'm in agreement with you. As, as I said in the point, completely, that is a very, very good horror film. For what it is, it's fantastic. I just didn't particularly enjoy that type of film. It's a bit like you know Citizen Kane. Yeah, don't like it. I'd probably give it. I've seen it. A two out of five. A two out of five. However, I can appreciate. Um, you know the the fact that it was ahead of its time, and for first time it, it was absolutely brilliant, and, and what it obviously did. Yeah. You, you know, um, for, for the interview. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's, that's right. what I mean. So, so I, I think he, he Hostel was uh, very brave and very bold. This one, worst part's obviously, been, a bit too tongue, chung tongue in not taking itself too seriously, and it almost forgot why, in some ways, you it almost forgot why the first one was so good, I felt. Um, and th- and that's why the, the best bit, I thought, was the 180, uh, by, by obviously both males. They were, for me, they were probably stronger characters than even Beth, who did have a character arc, but she wasn't, I felt, as fleshed out as these other two. Yeah, I agree. I,
2: I really enjoyed Tartan's Jew. I thought yeah, they were very, very interesting characters, and it's maybe because... You got so much more background you did. from you them, did that, didn't and, you? and you could, in, and you you didn't really care about them, but they were very very interesting when they're on screen about what they were doing. Absolutely, um, you were yeah. told much more. And I think if you can write on the website, um, which I completely agreed with, is this film. Even though
1: I have said it's a copy and paste, in my opinion, to a point of the last film, there the, the one refreshing thing is, which is also a plus, is you see a lot more from the other the, the other side the side of obviously the, the, the torture which is which is which was interesting Yeah. and i think it's probably more interesting after watching hostel 1 and then and then watching Hostel 2 which, which does make it a bit more but 2.5 i'm not I, I don't think it's a bad film it's better than man of steel completely yeah it's better than it's better than a, it's, it's better than a, a lot of films I have seen. It's just that for me. It wasn't very entertaining. However, if someone came up to me and said, "I love, I love sort of the Saw films," I'll say, "Hostel One and 2, You, you probably love me even better if you're into that kind of if you into that kind of film. Yeah. But with the Saw films, I probably wouldn't. I've struggled to give them more than the three as well. Even you know for what they are, only because I'm not entertained by them as much. It's just a, yeah. It's just opinion opinion. So you, you'd give this one. Two and a half. I'm giving this one two and a half. Yeah, but if someone came up to me and said recommend me a horror film, I was like, you know, I like Saw. I'd be like, well, you, you watch these. You'll probably really like them. But yeah. I, I don't like Saw. I'm not yeah. into this torture. And I, I, I wasn't. I'm not too keen on uh, obviously hostile. I'm a vegetarian. What can I say?
2: Well, exactly. I think that says it all. I think. But um, okay. I mean, so next week we're going to watch uh, Cabin in the Woods, another Eli Roth horror film. Cabin in the Woods, which is a. Uh, a A bit bit more feisty 2000 was it one of his first ones yeah one of his first ones I think this is 2002 I think might be wrong but um this one's a bit more feisty than um the hostel films so uh yeah but again people leave us feedback that's a great email um from someone from uh I think I'm probably going to get this wrong now first name of drumroll first name of yeah I think it's from in session films, I will double check that. We've had some really good emails and uh, some really good chats on Twitter from In Session Film, from MovieBlogger.com, and from The Movie Buff. Um, we had a lot of support from them, a lot of good feedback. Um, no, so it's been great. Absolutely. And i tell you we... what,
1: if anyone ever wants to put their opinion across on the film, Cabin in the Woods, for example, or any any, any film we're doing, if we, if we get the email in time, we can actually read it. I've got uh, I, I, I've got no problems with obviously you guys, obviously, given give, the film scores and we can compare. Yeah. Out of five. Yeah. it's Patrick
2: from um, Movie House Memories. Movie um, House um, Memories. Oh, yeah, he sent yes. an email in and uh, obviously I'll, a lot of people don't have to talk about other podcasts at all, but they uh, do some good podcasts and Absolutely. they're some really good feedback. So uh, yeah, it's been really, really good chatting to different people. So any feedback, good or bad, um, we're on Twitter, at the Casts. As I say, we've got our email address, which is thefilmrealcast at gmail.com. We are on iTunes. You can subscribe and get our weekly podcasts for absolutely nothing. There is no charge whatsoever. Um, and your feedback's welcome. It really is. And uh, without you listening, we couldn't do this. So it's great. Absolutely. It says goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from he, she, me.
0: this place? Where the f*** are we? Stuart! Remember when I said that I didn't know what I was doing here?